Way back in 2006, on episode 11 of our podcast, we discussed all the great music Trunks received throughout the course of Dragon Ball's production, from the TV series, to the image songs, to the video games, and everything in between. Everyone has their favorite, whether it's Mind Power, Key, from episode 139 of Dragon Ball Z, or Hironobu Kageyama's vocal version of Hikari no Willpower, Trunks' theme from the 32-bit video games, or maybe even something as recent as The Lone Warrior from episode 82 of Dragon Ball Kai, performed by Takashi Kusao himself. We haven't exactly done the scientific research here, but it's possible Trunks has received more character-specific music than anyone else in the series. Don't quote us on that though, I'm sure someone out there is counting right now. But this story isn't about any of those great songs. This is a story about Kenji Yamamoto. More specifically, this is the story of Kenji Yamamoto's greatest, question mark, accomplishment. I'm Mike, Vegito EX from Konzenshu, and this is the story of Battle Point Unlimited. To make sense of this story, we should probably explain Dragon Ball's musical history. Sure, we all know about the opening and the ending themes, Shinsuke Kikuchi's background musical score to the show, and all that stuff. But like any other huge franchise, Dragon Ball received an enormous amount of ancillary merchandise. This included the Hit Song Collection series of CDs. This was a series of albums that can best be described as something like music from and inspired by the motion picture blank, insert movie title here. These kind of albums you may have seen over the years. Each would contain something like the current opening and ending theme, maybe a recent insert song, a recent movie closing theme, and a bunch of what we would call image songs. These are songs that never appeared in the show or the films themselves, but were performed by the same batch of composers and singers and had lyrical content that tied into the series' content. You would see songs all about a specific character or even just some like Chinese-inspired pop tracks. On March 21st, 1991, the sixth hit song collection album was released, entitled Battle Point Unlimited. Its cover art was a poster from DBZ Movie 4, the one with Slug, and it contained that film's ending theme and the insert song, you know, the whistling song, along with a batch of other great songs. In particular, following the standard intro track of Chala Head Chala, the album kicked off with an overture version of a song called Battle Point Unlimited, which would appear in full later on in the album as track 7. 
The song was credited to Monolith, a name fans might have been familiar with at the time from the Super Butoden series of games on the Nintendo Super Famicom. It was the pen name that composer Kenji Yamamoto would sometimes go under. Nothing surprising here, as Yamamoto was also responsible for arranging some of the many hit song collection tracks over the years. I know, at this point you probably think we're going to get right into it, but hold tight. It's worth noting that the album came out March 21st in 1991. We're going to jump ahead to episode 120 of Dragon Ball Z now, which didn't actually air until December 11th that same year. Yeah, Battle Point Unlimited was available on CD for nine months before it appeared in the TV series. Movie 4 had just debuted on March 9th, so the album was contemporary with that, but another three hit song collection albums would come out before episode 120 aired. It's hard to imagine, but Battle Point Unlimited would have likely just been written off as another random image song by that point. We had a similar situation with some vocal Dragon Ball Kai songs that wouldn't pop up as insert songs for months upon months, so history did actually repeat itself decades later. But okay, let's do it. Battle Point Unlimited. Super Saiyajin was Son Goku san Hitorijanai. Kokonimo Itato Yukotoda. In Dragon Ball Z episode 120, Trunks reveals to Frieza that Son Goku is not the only Super Saiyan. There is another one right here. The song is used again to wrap up the episode as Trunks slices Frieza in half and it lingers there on his determined face as we go to commercial, next episode preview, ending theme. And that's it. That's the end of the story, folks. Okay, not really. The Hit Song Collection series has been compiled multiple times in the years since. In the first half of 2003, a four-volume series of three-disc sets, so 12 CDs total, called the Complete Song Collection, collected the vast majority of Hit Song Collection music, and then some on top of that. All of the other insert songs were there. Battle Colored Warriors, Day of Destiny, Mind Power. Notably missing, Battle Point Unlimited. Curious. The two-disc Legend of Dragon World set in 2006? No Battle Point Unlimited. The 13-disc Complete Song Collection box in 2008? No Battle Point Unlimited. Needless to say, this was... odd. The song was an important part of the series' history. It wasn't just this extra jingle track like Hit 7's various Legend of the Dragon Ball songs. It was an actual insert song, used in the series and used twice in the same episode no less. In August 2008, a Japanese user on Nico Nico uploaded a compilation video with a bunch of progressive anime music, including Battle Point Unlimited. In the comments, a few users pointed out that it sounded very similar to music from a band named Propaganda, a German synth-pop group primarily active in the 1980s and 1990s. So 
It took a little bit, but this discovery eventually made its way over to American Phantom Shores, with friend of the site K17 creating a thread on the Konzenshu forums in March 2009. And coincidentally, perhaps on the heels of the same Nico Nico video, some other members chiming in about it as well. We had recently been discussing some of the weirdness with Kenji Yamamoto's arrangements on our podcast, so it fit in well with the larger discussion and discoveries taking place. Just to set the stage for Paddlepoint Unlimited, let's take a listen to one of those other examples. Here's Cell's theme from Super Butoden 2 on the Super Famicom, composed by Kenji Yamamoto. One of these days from the rock band Pink Floyd. Cell's theme eventually takes its melody in a different direction, but the situation here is pretty clear. So, again, Battlepoint Unlimited. The song begins with this ethereal buildup with some increasing synth hits leading to a drum breakdown and these horn kind of blaring sounds. Let's ignore those for now because these sounds are just the icing on the cake. Let's actually begin with Battlepoint Unlimited's slap bass. This transitions to a slower melody over top too. Well, here's Murder of Love from Propaganda's 1985 album, A Secret Wish. It's essentially the same song. The bass line is virtually identical, and the build-up to vocals in Murder of Love is replaced with a corresponding instrumental version over in Battlepoint Unlimited. So, back to that synth melody over the top that kind of acts as this chorus or bridge between verses. Here's Battlepoint Unlimited. And here's P Machinery from the same propaganda album as before. Wish, 
Again, it's essentially the same song. In this case, Yamamoto worked an entirely different propaganda song into another one. It doesn't end here, though. Remember that beginning portion of Battle Point Unlimited? The song ends in the same way, with this increasing urgency of quick musical hits. And here's The Chase from, again, the same propaganda album as before. There's really no denying it. Yamamoto took three separate songs from Propaganda's album and made his own new remix or arrangement. It's a pretty slick mix, all things considered. It stands to reason that someone, somewhere, along the way there at Toei or Columbia, realized what happened and did their best to keep the song under wraps. It was still there in the Dragon Box release, but it also would have been hard to remove considering, as far as we know, Toei no longer had separate voice, music, and sound effect tracks for the original Japanese version of the show. It was stuck there. At that point, the best they could do was keep it off future soundtrack releases. Well, mostly. Someone clearly didn't get the memo, because for the Blast series of games beginning in 2009, Raging Blast, Raging Blast 2, and Ultimate Blast, that lattermost game there we got as Ultimate Tenkaichi internationally, there were a whole slew of new arrangements of past songs. All your favorites were there, all the Kikuchi arrangements, Hedgehala, We Got a Power, even Solid State Scouter. Oh wait, they also tossed in Battle Point Unlimited. Perhaps luckily for them, the international releases of these games had entirely new replacement music composed, so this track was exclusive to the Japanese version. This is around the time the floodgates opened. On March 9, 2011, with only two episodes left to go in the Cell arc of Dragon Ball Kai, Toei posted the following official statement on their website. The existence of multiple suspicious musical pieces which may infringe on the rights of third parties has been confirmed within the musical compositions recorded for Dragon Ball Kai, an animated television work produced by this firm. The relevant musical pieces are used as background music in Dragon Ball Kai, and measures are promptly being taken to replace the relevant music pieces from the background music of Dragon Ball Kai. Also, we are proceeding with a swift investigation of the facts and discussion of countermeasures with the concerned parties in the near future.
There is an entirely different story to tell here, one that we have indeed told several times, both in the podcast here and in written form on our website. Music was stripped out and business relationships changed in unprecedented ways for Dragon Ball. Check out the full Kenji Yamamoto retrospective feature on Konzenshu for even more historical context, song comparisons, documentation, and so much more. That was the story of Battle Point Unlimited, a song that a Japanese composer and arranger created from at least three separate tracks from the same German synthpop band's album. It's hard to dig around considering how long the song has been around and how many languages the story involves, but we've never seen a direct comment from propaganda themselves on the matter. If anyone happens to know of one, by all means we would love to know and add it to the story here. Likewise, there's no comment from Toei on the matter either. Beyond the Blast game inclusions, the only statement we can see is the one between the lines. The lack of Battle Point Unlimited's inclusion on any subsequent compilations. With Dragon Ball already well into its third decade now, there are no doubt more and more stories like this to tell. This isn't the standard style of podcast from us, but hopefully you enjoyed what you heard. Visit Kanzenshu at K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U dot com. Check out everything we have to offer, from the latest news to in-depth guides to interview translations and more. For Kanzenshu, this has been Mike, Fujito EX, and we hope you tune in again soon. Stop by the machine